0: I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello, and welcome back to the free to be mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So I wanted to chat with you today about vacationing with kids and then dare I say vacationing without kids, because yes, it's a thing. And yes, it is a true possibility. So I wanted to mention something first because I know in past episodes you may have heard me say, I am aware that this is coming from a place of privilege. And the reason I say that is because you may have heard the phrase white privilege before, but there actually are endless forms of privilege, including gender, class, ability, if you have a car, if you don't, so many things. If you want more clarity, please listen to episode 60 where I do discuss the different forms of privilege and why it's important for adults to know that, but kids to know that as well. And whoa, super aside, I'm having a moment that I had to reference an older episode, episode 60, because this is actually episode 89. And I think maybe at the start of each episode, I'm going to start mentioning what number it is more for me than for you, honestly, because <laughs> I think it's just quite an accomplishment, but. I digress. So I have come to a point in my life of having enough self-awareness of realizing that what may be a common experience for me may be perhaps a dream for another person. And it works both ways too, right? What may be a common thing for somebody else, perhaps I've never experienced it. And while we can't change the privilege that we do have, just bringing some awareness to what it is and checking our actions in the mental space of what we're talking about or what we're engaging in puts us in a better place to just do better when we can. So that's what I mean when I say coming from a place of privilege. So saying just that, I have been fortunate enough to travel often and expose my son to traveling as well even before he turns one. And if you're a parent, you know that the younger your kid is, the more stuff it seems that they need and the more stuff that perhaps you have to travel with. I remember when my kid was super young, still in diapers, just the space that diapers take up in a suitcase. I mean, fortunately, it's not heavy, the space is just incredible. Like you have to take a suitcase depending on how far away you're going and for the amount of time that you're going. As you begin to pack, especially if you have young children, you have to start to ask yourself, what does my kid actually need? Not what they're going to ask and want, but what do they actually need? Like, do they need a security blanket in order to go to sleep? Do they need an iPad or an electronic device just to keep comfortable On a plane? Would they be more comfortable in having their favorite snacks, you know? But then when you stretch that, you know, their crayons, a sketchbook, Play Doh, slime, their favorite game, then all of a sudden that starts accumulating really quickly. And then you have two huge suitcases of favorites and no clothes. (laughs) So think about having a comfort item or two may indeed be needed. Even if they're three or if they're 13, they may need to have a favorite thing or two, but it's unrealistic and it's truly unnecessary to take your kid's whole room on vacation. And when we go away, hopefully you spend more time outside of a hotel room than inside so that you're actually enjoying where it is that you're going, but also not having all the things It also builds great flexibility and grit, which are two characteristics that are learned through being slightly uncomfortable, right? Through being in uncomfortable situations. And is that a pain when your kid begins to throw a tantrum because you forgot their favorite Barbie at home? Yeah, it may be, but it'll also teach them once you get over that little hump, it'll also teach them that they don't need all the things and you are the first teacher of that. The second point I wanted to share with you is checking in with yourself about fear, Now, I grew up with an amazing, I'll start with that first, an amazing but super overprotective mom. There was a lot that my brothers and I couldn't experience because she was just so scared of us getting hurt. And when we were allowed to try things, and I mean simple things like getting on roller coasters, skiing, for example, there was just so much trepidation and fear around those things that sometimes it sucked the fun right out of it. And I say this next statement in the most loving of ways. Kids are like puppies, truly. (laughs) They need food, they need love, they need attention. But a lot of their behavior is learned behavior. And what I mean by that is, if you are really scared of roller coasters or of the ocean or heights or flight turbulence on an airplane, then they will notice your fear and they'll begin to emulate or copy your fear. Most of even our fears are learned behaviors, and some of them are even irrational. For example, we know that clowns aren't going to do anything to us, but we may have that irrational fear of being deadly afraid of clowns, right? So we want to be mindful of the fear that we are showing our kids, and it really borders on the line of being extremely anxious, or just being fearful. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I struggle with this, even with my own kid. However, having that awareness, which again is a key factor, helps a ton. So for example, I will admit that I do not know how to swim. I swear I've taken classes, I have tried, I sink, it just doesn't work. (laughs) That's a fixed mindset for you. So because I don't know how to swim, whenever we are in an ocean, in a pool, I encourage my kid to hang out with my husband because I didn't want him, especially when he was young, I didn't want him to pick up on my fear. And now he knows how to swim, thank goodness, and he's great at it, but I'm still kind of like at the edge of my seat, right? At the edge of my pool chair, (laughs) watching him as he jumps off a diving board into an eight foot swimming pool. But then I got to hold on to myself and, you know, take a a quick, quiet breath by myself because I see that he really knows what he's doing. And obviously there are people who can swim in the pool and get him should he need help. But regardless of that, I just make sure that my fear isn't outwardly in the open so that he can pick up on it because then he won't want to swim because he'll sense this fear of like, no, I got to stay safe. So I shouldn't swim. Right. Right. So do keep in mind that some kids are naturally more fearless or more fearful you know, or more cautious than others, but let's encourage our kids to really build up their own stories instead of just copying ours. And the third point about vacationing is picking up on teachable moments. Now, even as an educator, I'll be the first to say, yes, school is important, but so much learning happens outside of the classroom. Background experiences become the foundation to the knowledge of information learned in school. So for example, it's really cool when you're learning about I don't know, American history, let's say, but when you're actually in Philadelphia or when you're walking around Washington, D.C., and kids can actually put the pieces together of like, oh my goodness, I read about this in social studies and now here I am in front of this actual monument or whatever have you, that really is how information is concretely placed into our brain because now you've not only read about it, but you've also experienced it. And as adults, we really take for granted what we know and even how we've learned it. And you don't have to be a teacher or home instructor or anything like that to make teachable moments for your kids, but you can do this on an everyday basis. I mean, walking around the park, you can talk about the different types of clouds. You can talk about different types of bugs that you see on the floor, Um, going to the beach or down the shore. You can talk about the ocean, high tide and low tide going to a different country. You can expose kids to different music and, and food and dancing And even landmarks within your own town. I know living so close to the city. I mean, my brothers just told me the other day that they've never been to the Statue of Liberty. I don't know how I went and they didn't go, but you know, it's something that you don't want to pass up, especially if it's somewhere close to where you live. Take advantage, especially in the summertime when you can, of exposing your kids to as much as possible because opportunities for learning are truly everywhere. So that's enough talk about vacationing with our kids. Let's talk about the importance of vacationing without our kids. And again, this is coming from a place of privilege. I know that not everyone has the ability to just, you know, take off and leave their kids and, you know, peace out. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard enough to even get a date night in. However, taking the time to get away, to vacation with your partner, with your friends, or dare I say, even on your own, is just as important as exposing your kids to different places around your own country or around the globe. And this is true for a few reasons. First and foremost, self-care. Because really, you matter. You matter just as much as your kid matters. Really taking care of yourself by filling your cup, so to speak, right? By filling your reserve tank is an important form of self-care. And it truly makes you a better parent than kind of going and running on fumes. The second point is, especially if you vacation with a partner, is connecting with that partner. And it's so important to keep that alive. Because remember, one day your kid will be 18 and leaving their home or maybe 30 and leaving your home. (laughs) And you want to make sure that you and your partner still know each other, that you can still connect even when your child is outside of the home and that you can have conversations other than just talking about your kids. And it's really good for your kids, too. They get first the flexibility of just staying with somebody else, obviously not a stranger, hopefully with another loved one. And when it comes down to it, once your cup is refilled and you are well rested and happier, your kids will be happier, too. And you also won't be as quick to snap at them as much because you are just more calm because you are more well rested. And it's important that you set boundaries, of course, with who your kids are staying with and with your kids as well, because it's no fun, regardless, even if you're walking around Italy and if your child is calling you every other minute, it kind of sucks the fun right out of it, right? So make sure that, of course, you're checking in with your kids despite where you are on your vacation or on your getaway, but also make sure that they can enjoy being without you too. And if you can't get on a plane or a long car ride, at least make it a point to go on a date night just to make sure that you are again connecting with your partner. So I hope that those few points have brought a couple of things to light in terms of going on vacation with your child and maybe trying to go on a getaway without your child. And remember, it doesn't have to be just in the summertime, right? You can plan a long weekend anytime throughout the year. And remember, not everything has to include getting on a plane, although that is fun. But you can have fun staying in your community and in your everyday environment as well. If you need some ideas, ask your kids too. Sometimes they can be the ones to lead you on teachable moments. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, take a breath in through your nose and pause for a moment at the top of that exhale. Then slowly release your breath as slowly as you can. Notice that moment again at the bottom of the exhale before you take the next breath in. As you continue to breathe at the pace that is most comfortable for you, think back to perhaps a vacation that you've had maybe as a child or maybe as an adult. As you think back to this vacation, recall the elements of the vacation that made it fun. What was it about the place you were in, or the people you were with, or the things that you did that made this vacation, or this getaway, or this experience memorable? Really try to picture yourself almost as if you were on the outside looking in. And now take a moment to think about How can you make this moment happen again? Even if it's with different people, even if it's at another location, even if you're not getting away, but even within your home, how can you bring more moments of self-care into your life? Remembering that self-care is not only important for you, but it is just as important for those around you because a more rested, a more mindful, a calmer version of you, like dominoes, impacts those around you and makes for a much more enjoyable environment, regardless of that environment is under some palm tree somewhere, or if it's within your own home. May you take some moments, not just on vacation, but every day, small moments throughout your day, to bring moments of calm and peace, so that you can keep being the best version of yourself. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy, and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V. De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.